All right. So that's it. I mean, we're 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 recording now. I mean, we're 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 on. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Um yeah, it's it's totally <laughs> it's totally different. The only reason I say it's totally different right now is because uh I we finally got uh, you know, actual uh professional uh great equipment. Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. That's the name of our microphones now. because uh, I color coded them. So and You didn't you didn't do this on purpose. No, dude. I did not do it on purpose. <laughs> You're the one that called Bert and Ernie. No, I color coded them on purpose so we would know which who uses what mic. Okay. Right? Because I don't think you want to inhale my coffee breath, like, you know. Do if two people kiss at some point, mm-hmm. that stuff already passes between them. Well, okay. So but it just so happens mine's orange and her uh, mic uh, cover is yellow, and so they're like totally Bert and Ernie cover co- co- colors. Yeah. yeah, it's not just that they're orange and yellow; is it that they're exact shade of Bert and Ernie? <laughs> I noticed it right away. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, welcome to the Sandwich Board 3.0, 4.0. I don't know. New and improved, old and improved, something and improved. I don't know, unless we're going to change things. It'd be really, like, an odd place to change everything, but it could happen. Okay. Well, everybody, welcome to the Sandwich Board. Uh, this is the sandwich board. I am the pickle bandit. Not the bandita. And uh, yeah, we are here live from the uh, bandita cave, bandita mm. towers. No, bandita central. No, really? Yeah, really. Well, okay, okay. So, like, listening to the car talk, right? I mean, they weren't really were not in click and clack. We're not the Tabbert brothers were okay, not. Okay, in, hold up. What? Um, our audience probably doesn't know what that show okay. is. It's two dudes that used to talk about cars, but they said they were in Car Talk Plaza. I doubt they were in Car Talk Plaza. There is no Car Talk Plaza geographically. So we could say we are in the Bandita Cave. No, I don't have a cave, nor would I want a cave. What would you want? If like if you were to have like a like some kind of lair, would you have a cave? I would a have tower? to get a she shed. A she shed? I would have no choice. Okay, so you would go to the Home Depot, right? And no, you would go to the Home okay, Depot. Okay, so I <laughs> I would go to the Home Depot, take photos, send them to you. Uh-huh. And, um, and you would buy me my she shed. And I would... Now, would you want your she shed to be... Would it look like like a storage shed? Or would it be one of those really elaborate ones that look like tiny homes? It would look like a place where I could do my crafts peacefully. Okay, so it'd be one of those places that look like yeah, a she look shed. A, a she shed. Yes. Okay. Um, and so you would just call it the she shed. You wouldn't give it. Like, yeah, I'll any... probably let Star decorate it, so therefore it'll be like uh, Pepto Bismol everywhere, bubble gum <laughs> and um, gem. Purple. I don't. Hot pink. Whatever color Star wants. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so you would have a she shed, and you would just have crafts. So that that's what you would call it, the she shed, the star cave, not a cave. Yeah, it would, no, it's oh my god, no caves. Okay, sorry, or chicks, no caves. I have been reading a lot of Batman lately, and it's just kind of uh, stuck in my head. Men like to have caves. That, that's not okay. something that I mean, we- even if you think about. If you want to think about what you would compare a cave to, no, thank you. <laughs> so okay, so okay, women. You can't speak for all women, but for I can. But I could speak for me, and I could say it would be a she, she shed. shed. Okay, right on. Anyway, so we are we are broadcasting or podcasting from the she shed. No, we're not. <laughs> oh my god! Is it too late to trade you in? <laughs> You can only trade me in for something of equal or lesser value. Then it's too late to trade you in. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, so welcome back. It's it's. I know it's. Maybe it's, I'll it's, trade you in for a she shit. <laughs> How much would you give this uh, middle aged man? For this wonderful she shed. Yeah. Uh, what kind yeah. of she shed could I get for the likes of you? <laughs> uh, well, maybe. Maybe a down payment. I don't think it would cover the whole thing. But, uh, but, you know, down payment, monthly installments, and, you know. Um, yeah, so we are uh, back uh, after a, uh, a short absence. So, but it's good. It's good to it's good to be here. If Star did decorate my she shed, it would have lots of uh, glamour and glitter and fashion and fame. <laughs> okay, so glitter, glitter, gla- glamour, glamour, glitter, glitter, fashion, fashion fame. fame. Okay, it's from Gem. Yes. Now I know you have the comic. You have the IDW comic. Have you started reading it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, there's a priority, and uh-huh. that's not on the top of the list. Uh, reading uh, Gem. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to you looking forward to reading it uh, at some point. Glad to glad to glad to be here. Uh, so I guess we will just start out our show with uh, a segment that we are really trying to call this week in Pokemon Go. <laughs> This week in Pokemon Go, I haven't played Pokemon at all. And it's a protest. Okay, so that has been this week in Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go. This week in wrestling. I haven't watched any wrestling. This is a protest. Why? Okay. This is unbeknownst to me. So why are you protesting Pokemon Go? Uh, because it doesn't interest me right now. Really? Yeah. It holds there. It holds no nothing. Nothing for you. No, because think about what I started playing. Okay. I started playing to play with Michael. Right. And Michael hasn't been playing. Oh, okay. So it's like a domino effect. So. Well, I mean, if I was waiting to play with you or Star, you guys never play. So what's the point? I play every once in a while. So when Michael wanted to play, then mm. I played with him. He oh. doesn't wanted to play. So you, so you have no one to play with. Sure. Oh. If I had a she shed, I'd have a place to play. Oh. I will. I will build you a she shed. In the cardport. The cardport. The carport. What? It's not. It's against the rules. Oh, okay. 
what if I got some of those dangly beads from the 1970s and I hung them in the carport? So, you know, you can do your things in there. And He's not allowed either. Oh, okay. okay. Speaking of dangly beads, that reminds me of the 70s. <laughs> and when I think about the 70s, I think about sitcom shows from the 70s. <laughs> You only get that if you watch a certain improv show on TV. <laughs> a certain improv show that must not be named. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> on the who's line? Uh, this is a who's line. We can name mm. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's 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 been an interesting uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks uh, here. Um, you know where we are, wherever that may be, because uh, Bandita's been binge watching. A lot of stuff. A lot. Okay, comparatively. Okay. Okay, it's you're gonna make me sound like um, I have nothing better to do. Okay, you have tons <laughs> better to do. But I mean, while you're doing it, right? While you're sure. doing it, yeah. You folding have, clothes, washing dishes, right? Um, um doing else? your work, doing your doing work, work. Yeah. sewing um, patches on Star's new jean jacket because she outgrew her old one. Yeah. It's it's, um, it's happening. correcting homework. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all all that stuff. Doing but lesson plans. While that's happening, though, mm-hmm. you got stuff on TV. Where did it start? Where did this whole thing start? It started with um, the Odd Couple. Um, the TV show, the movie. No, the movie. Okay, the movie. The movie, the Odd Couple, just happened to be on TV, and Michael and I were watching TV, and we watched it. And then we saw that there was the odd couple too, which is like way in the future mm-hmm. and they're super old. But I'm like, hey, but there was a TV show because I remember the TV show from when I was a kid. And then we looked it up on Paramount Plus and we saw there was five seasons. And that looked very daunting to Michael, you know, because Michael doesn't have attention span. But I thought, I can do this. I can do this while I do other things. So I started watching it. And then if any episodes came up that I thought he really needed to see, I had him sit down and watch, but every once in a while you come in here and you can watch a little bit and then leave. And and intern Mike is like a, a zillennial, right? He's kind of like on the the back end of the millennial age group. You know, he's like in his early early twenties, and you don't think it would be the sort of thing that would appeal to him. But I heard him laughing, re- guffawing every like a car talk guffawing. You know, um, you know, down the hall. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh! So th- I don't know if you're gonna be able to bring back that car talk thing. I, I can't. I tried to bring it around. I tried to bring it around. So unless you listen to public radio or you've watched Cars, Pixar Cars, maybe you would know. Okay. Car Talk is a show that was on National Public Radio. Yeah, and it was a podcast about fixing cars. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need to tell people. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to know. Uh, I, I, uh, okay, so that's what it was. Thank you. And yes. uh, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, they had cameos in, you know, Pixar, you know, Cars and, and Cars 2. They were uh, the voices of the, the sponsors. So, uh, yeah. Um, now everyone knows what car talk yes, is, and, and you can compare things okay, to it. <laughs> okay, so they they guffaw, 
They like 50% of their show is just laughing at their own jokes. And, um, I heard that kind of laughter coming down the hall. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, so what's going on? This, you know, 20 something year old uh, man is laughing at something from, was it, 1960 something? Well, the movie was the first thing that made him laugh a lot. And right. Then once he got the premise, then we watched the TV show. Yeah, there's lots of funny episodes. And there's stuff that they do on there that people just don't do anymore. Like what? Like make fun of um, certain people. <laughs> I am not going to say certain groups because we don't talk about politics here. But we are talking about entertainment. Um, Okay, so no, 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 wait. That doesn't. That's not entertainment. Please don't. don't let. This is why I don't talk about politics. I don't want anyone to think that I think or that Michael, intern Mike, thought that any of those jokes were the funny ones. Okay, those weren't the funny. Those weren't the funny. Those were the. You know, for lack of a better term, SMH. Right. Shaking my head. Right. If you're in the know, you know what that means. So it's just like, I can't believe they get away with this sort of thing back in the day. Yes. Because they were making fun of marginalized people. Right. And they were making jokes at the expense of others. Right. Groups. As, as, yeah, Mm -hmm. as, as was, you know, common, as was common back in the day. The other stuff was good. Yeah, no, there is funny things. The whole the whole premise is, I don't know if you guys know this odd couple. Maybe I should explain it like you the car should, talk. You should. Um it's two guys. I guess if you've watched um Two and a Half Men. Yeah. That's, that's pretty the... much the same premise as well. Yeah. Two guys opposites are uh trying to live together. They get on each other's nerves. One of them super clean and really um, detail oriented. I would say uptight. Oh, okay, uptight. There you go. <laughs> and uh-huh. kind of OCD. Yes. And the other one is like super sloppy and lazy and rude and greedy. You know, just like all the the opposite, total opposite of the other guy. Yeah. The other guy's supposed to be super good, like goody two shoes. He's very polite. But really, they both have faults. Mm-hmm. It's not all one or the other. And sometimes, a lot of times, they learn from each other, supposedly. <laughs> Even though they keep making the same mistakes over and over again. But they grow as individuals and they're stronger together than they are apart. Right. and Because do- many times that they're separated, like they stop living together. Mm-hmm. Like one, the house just goes to crud and... The other one is driving other people super crazy because they can't handle them. This other guy can rein them in. So there's two people, right? There's uh, the names of Felix and Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oscar is the slobby one. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Madison. Oscar Madison. Name. Very good. And mm-hmm. Felix Unger? Unger. And depending upon whether it's the movie or, or actually the play or the movie and show, mm-hmm. it's U-N-G-A-R or U-N-G-E-R. Okay. Which I don't know why they differentiate. Also, another difference between the show and the movie is that in the movie, Felix is married to his wife, Francis, that kicks him out. And then he he joins um, Oscar, who's already divorced from his wife, Blanche. Okay. So then in the TV show, Felix was married to Gloria instead. And then, and also in the movie, Felix was a writer for the news. I believe it was a CBS News. Mm-hmm. And then in the TV show, he was a photographer. 
Why did they change it? Nobody knows. I don't know. And it's all based on uh, the Neil Simon play. So, yeah. And um, it's kind of weird. You know, I did theater in college and I remember, you know, a lot of people in my class did scene work from, you know, a lot of Simon plays and Odd Couple was definitely one of them because it's two person, you know, you could do two person scenes with that uh, really easily. And the cool thing is, and because I remember reruns when I was a kid, right? We're, you know, we're about the same age. And I remember they were beyond like in the afternoons, like before the cartoons came on or something yeah, like I, I just, if I can circle back to your yeah. point before about people using it for acting, it's good because it's a universal thing that people can understand. Two people on opposite ends of whatever spectrum and they have to coexist and learn how to live together very 60s yeah so i mean it you can relate anyone can relate at any time 60s 70s 80s 90s in fact they did or tried to do a reboot and it hasn't worked which is weird because you figure most film play to film to tv show translations don't really do very well um, but this one did, uh, you know, uh, even though you had different actors, usually when they switch the, the main actors, you know, it, it kind of fails and, but this one didn't. Well, actually the actors from the TV show tried out for the movie and didn't get it, but they were really good. They only didn't get it because the guys that did get it were so good. Right. And so, and they're already established movie stars. That's true. They had already been doing film, right? Because it was uh, Tony Randall and uh, Jack Klugman. Yeah, who, they were who, mostly not. They were. They they. Were, I mean, to get the movie. Yeah. They they instead they had uh, Lemon and Mathau because they were already established in movies. Right. And so you had some really experienced people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on both ends. In in you know, they were familiar with the material. And that's all I know because, you know, that's all I, I mean, I know a little bit, you know, uh, but, you know, Bandita well, here. They had to have the charisma. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Lemon and Matho had the charisma. Right. You know, um, and then on TV, Randall and Klugman, they had the charisma. So you have to have the charisma. It's not so much. And you have to have an audience that's interested in seeing it. So, I mean, I think the reboot whatever then everybody was not very interested i don't don't, i've never seen it yet i haven't seen it yet and maybe i should give it a watch to see what's missing in that show whether it's because we're past the interest of this sort of premise yeah or like or it's because there wasn't charisma between the two actors which is very necessary for it to be successful or if maybe it's just I don't know, in the parlance of our times when you have things like a pandemic where you're stuck in not couple situations anyway and a lot of people are breaking up over this kind of thing. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's, I think there's been some things that, you know, that I used to watch or I used to be into and I'm thinking now, just like the wrestling thing, it's just, mm. you know... You know, after the year and a half that we had, it just seems like petty, like kind of small potatoes kind of thing. I'd rather live in fantasy right now, you know, mm-hmm. or science fiction or anime like we talked about last episode. Um, you know, so but I'm really impressed because Bandita is watched all five seasons mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. and 
I don't know. I mean, did you enjoy the the, the ride? I I I don't. Yeah, some of the. I think some of the episodes were throwaways. Obviously, filler episodes, if you will, if you want to compare it to anime. Mm. Um, but what I really like, and what I'm continuing to like, even as I watch Taxi, is spotting different actors playing different roles. You know, in the series, like there are people that played something different in one episode, and then in like future seasons they play somebody different and i get to spot him it's like oh this guy played this and this and that and that and he was a like there's one dude that was like he was like uh i guess a dairy guy Mm -hmm. and he was gonna marry uh oscar's wife but they called it off but then he was also a tailor in another episode and a neighbor in a different episode. And then a guy who was on the subway in another episode, one of the last ones. That's right. And it's spe- the same guy. Uh-huh. And there was one that was like a firefighter and like a minister. And, you know, like he was a psychiatrist in another episode. And speaking of and speak of people on the subway, Gary Marshall, the, the mm-hmm. producer... The executive producer. You have to develop was, it too. Yeah, uh, you know, Gary Marshall. You know, he's Happy Days and you know a bunch of other things. And um, who also has his sister in the TV show? Yeah, it was Penny, Penny Marshall. Marshall right. It was like her first. Like break, yeah, really. Laverne, and also director, right? And um, she played Oscar's secretary. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so he, it seems like he had his favorites for sure. Um, you know, Gary Marshall did. He really, it seemed like he liked to cast, you know, um, the, I would say people. New York actors from, you know, the theater. Yeah, I could, I could mm-hmm. see that. And so Taxi and, um, and, and so, and you, so you finished The Odd Couple. Yeah. Were you sad? Did you have like just that it was over or were you glad that it was over? No, I mean, luckily I watched all the episodes and then we watched the odd couple too. So Mm. it was kind of like an ending in a way, but I will say this, we're still going to watch grumpy old men and grumpier old men. Grumpy old men's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's the same Mm. that you still have that charisma between those two guys. Right. Lemon and Mathow, right? Yeah. So even though it's a different premise, I don't think it's really going to matter because it's the charisma is what does it for people. Right. Yeah. That interplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then now you've gone on to Taxi, and yeah. uh, which I think is interesting because I'm familiar with the, kind of the later lineup, you know, um, with, uh, you know, with uh, what do you call it? Uh, Tony Danza and... Uh, 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 Tony Danza was in. The was original. he in there? Yeah. And then you had the Reverend. You had Reverend Jim. No, he came in the later seasons. Yeah, he came in later. And like two. Yeah, and so you had some people that were featured in that first season that you, I don't think that you really saw much of them in later seasons. Oh, uh, there's that one character. He's like a young newlywed. Yeah, and yeah. he's featured a lot in the first season, but then sort of like goes away. He wasn't that interesting. Nope. Yeah, not as much as uh, you know Conway's uh, you know character. Yeah, or... that's they trade him in for that. Of course, it was Latka. Yeah. Eddie Kaufman. Yeah, for sure. But he wasn't someone that was gonna go like get pushed to the side because <laughs> he was actually a popular comedian at the time. Right, and you know his character is just really likable. I think you know at the time he was like really big. Um, and so, and we just saw, which was, by the way, that's not something we can get away with doing nowadays no, either because he really, they were parodying all sorts of like amalgamation of different foreign people who came to here. Right. 
and they made up a language and they made up a place that he came from yeah. and it's just like you can't do it's that like this pastiche of like eastern european countries right it's kind of like perfect strangers right definitely kind of like how the cousin was just this pastiche of cousin like Balky was just this uh pastiche of mediterranean you know a lot of characters yeah. yeah um you can't do that um and then, but you also had... And not only can you not do that, but you shouldn't do that anymore. No, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. And then... And you also but again, said, I don't want to get political. Right. Let's not do that. But you also had Carol Kane, who played his wife. Mm-hmm. Very talented and very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought she was very funny. Yeah, the jokes that weren't related to painful things, yes. Again, okay, I don't okay. want to get political. No, I said overall. <laughs> I mean, you watched Scrooge. I mean, she was the ghost of Christmas uh, Ghost of Christmas past. Yes. Awesome I loved in her and Princess Bride, too. Right, right, right. So, um, but, as, I mean, as far as, like, the actor's concerned, like, really talented, you know, person. You know, because there's also things about the fact that these people weren't, they were playing parts that could have been played by somebody that actually was from that group. Yeah, I mean, that didn't, yeah. And considering this was New York, I don't know, Taxi never really held, I, I remember I used to watch it, there was a stretch where I used to watch it at night, late, late, late at night. That's when they showed it. That's when I watched it, I couldn't sleep. Uh-huh. And it was usually during my summer breaks, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know. It, and there was a moment where, like, oh, this is kind of interesting. When I was a kid, it didn't really, because it felt like very gritty to me. Kind of like old Sesame Street kind of gritty. Oh, there's definitely some parts where they're showing like New York where I was like, oh, that looks like Sesame Street a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but then there's, speaking of which, there's actors in there that uh, went on to do other stuff. And I remember there was this episode uh, you were watching yesterday with a very mm-hmm. young Mandy Patinkin mm-hmm. was, uh, was a, a customer or what do you call it? Affair. He was a fair. He was a fair and his wife and she was having a baby and they were all prepared to do natural birth. But he was expecting her to like not go as fast as she did. And so they had to pull over and then the main character, Alex, John Alex Hirsch. Rieger. Yeah. Yeah. He had to deliver the baby. And so the, yeah. And the dad was Mandy Patinkin, who must have been in his like 20s Definitely. at that point. Um, and so, yeah, you would see a couple, who have you seen on that? On Remember that the art one, the art one that had, um, oh, mm-hmm. that had a uh, Robert Picardo mm-hmm. in it, you know, from Voyager. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the wonder years. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there was, there was that. And, and you also had Rhea Perlman as, um, she would fill the candy machine, but she was also Louie's girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then he had Martin Mull. He was he played a, a like a snooty director that was going to do a movie about a cab driver's life in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Martin Mull's good at th- stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah, so, so that's where you are right now. You're in a taxi. You are also been you and Inter Mike have been binge watching Food Network shows. Yeah, Food Network, uh, in particularly Champions. <laughs> okay, I've never, never, never watched a show. I call it Champions, okay. but to be fair, it's called the Challenge, Food Network Challenge, okay? okay but that's not what, what I it? call it. I consider the Challenge to be on MTV. So <laughs> I call it Champions. That's what I call it. And Inter Mike doesn't agree with me on this, but that's what I call it. It's a series of... Um, the show is either... The premise is... 
there are these bakers or cooks that are competing to win like an award. And sometimes it's on a national level and they're sort of like doing it documentary style, like at the Pillsbury Championship, you know, that sort of thing, or the Beef Championship. <laughs> yeah, right. It's what's for dinner. I know you want to. Yeah, only old people know what that means too, by the way. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, yeah, there's either national challenges or there's like actual food network challenges where they're there on the set and they have to bake cakes for a surprise like a client or they have a surprise theme or they're going to use a ridiculous amount of chocolate to sculpt a lion oh my gosh i was there for that hundreds of pounds it was was it was it 1200 pounds it was i don't know it took a lot of people to move it and it didn't even stay together really and then in the end it looks sort of like play-doh sculpture (laughs) (laughs) you shouldn't have painted it white you should have left it chocolate brown if it was uh if a uh an eight-year-old you know molded it out of clay that's kind of what it um Poor guy. He's like a freeform person, too. He doesn't do, like, all that tempering chocolate stuff that you're supposed to do so that it stays together. Because he doesn't have time for that. Oh, the hell with the... He has a big old bucket of of steaming chocolate he's just going to shove handfuls handfuls on there. Whatever. To each his own. I'm not going to name his name because I don't like to get political. (laughs) <laughs> All I know is that remember that scene in Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum, you know, was, was like was marveling at the big pile of of poop. That's what it looked like. It looked like Triceratops poop. And then there's the big sugar sculptures, which everyone's waiting with bated breath to fall. I think it's like so they can go. <gasps> <gasps> it's like the NASCAR of challenges. <gasps> it's like the same pe- reason people watch NASCAR. I think they just want to see. Some stuff go down, I think. I don't know. I don't watch NASCAR, nor do I want to watch it. So, so um, that's what it seems like. It's half the thrill comes from uh, from just watching the sugar break. So this show is not on anymore. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know there's 14 seasons, and I've watched like nine of them. Not even all of nine. I think I'm in nine. Because I, I don't even know when it shows. Granted, I'm going to put an asterisk next to that because, mm-hmm. like, I don't like watch the barbecue or the steak ones because to me that's a boring AF. <laughs> you don't like watching barbecue? What's boring about no, barbecue? It's just boring to me. I don't, I can't even tell you why. Is it just because it's, it's like the same I, thing? Like when I was watching Chopped and I didn't like really like the chopped barbecue ones because to me i don't know for some reason i just my mind turns off interest maybe because i don't want anything to do with barbecue i don't know (laughs) speaking of chopped what about chopped sweets yeah what you've been watching that yes that's one of the things i've been watching yeah is that a new show Mm, relatively to the chopped history yes um because i've but there's three seasons of it okay yeah. So it's like it's got follows the three round format. And practically so just, every like, episode, somebody cries. <laughs> favorite favorite moment 
um, <clears throat> excuse, good evening and welcome to Sandwich Board Theater. Yes. And and tonight uh, we present to you uh, a scene from uh, Chop Sweets. Chop Sweets. A certain uh, contestant uh, made ice cream for the judges. Yes. And this was his expertise. Yes. And so the judges, in their infinite wisdom, uh, were trying to get the guy to cry about ice cream, and they succeeded. Okay. Are you are you ready? You have your motivation. I, mm-hmm. I think you know the line better than I do. I always flub it. No, you go ahead and do it. Okay. <clears throat> And okay, okay. I just want to tell you that uh-huh. your ice cream is one of the best ice creams that I have ever tasted. <laughs> I've dedicated my whole life to ice cream no. and scene. No, it's I devoted my life. Oh, to dang it. <laughs> I knew it. You just wanted me to flub the line. You just wanted me. It's like I've dedicated my whole life to ice cream. No, it's I devoted my <laughs> life to ice cream. I devoted my life to ice cream. Try I, it I never, again. Okay, okay sorry, sorry. I'll take it song. again. <sighs> yeah, breathe in the good, breathe out the bad. Watching the Kaminsky method, so it's all about the Kamin I'm doing the Kaminsky method here. Yeah, it's a good show on Netflix if you get a chance. Excellent show. Don't watch it with your kids though, it's semi. Mm, no. <laughs> no, but it's excellent stuff. Okay, Ray. <sighs> okay. Now, I just want to tell you that the ice cream that you made for us is one of the best ice creams I have ever tasted. <laughs> I've devoted my whole life to ice cream. Very good. And scene. And scene, okay. yes. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank and you. And then after he said that, I said, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in that same ship here. <laughs> We're traveling down that same road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. So good moments like that. So um, challenge. So challenge. Going back, also had. Uh, I want to say Buddy Murphy, not Buddy Murphy. Um, uh, cake Boss. Cake Boss. So, but it was a younger Cake Boss, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why. That's it was before he was Cake Boss, right? So, uh, I would hear really just sharp comments about about buddy valestro valestra valestro alestra no it's one of those uh-huh. and um you know and then you know my, you know i would hear let's stuff. just get it let's, don't get it twisted though we love cake boss yeah he's a great guy he's very funny and yeah. he's very deserving of his own spinoff show oh yeah for sure and he's like uber talented and uh you know just the camera loves him and charismatic yeah he's very charismatic and mm-hmm. that's that's important right and um and so i guess that eventually uh Ended us ended up with us of just a couple of nights ago watching the uh, documentary feature film, mm-hmm. I guess, and it was called My Left Hand. No, no. What is it called? Uh, Buddy Buddy bounces back. Something like that. I don't even remember. Okay, so it's something like Buddy it's bounces back. Buddy gets a metal rod put through his hand. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna just okay. We did not know. Okay, coming into this viewing. It's a two-hour uh, special, so it was kind of like a one-shot. And it was great because, you know, he'd been kind of out of the, the public eye for a, a little bit. And um, 
and it just kind of documents, you know, uh, the really nasty accident that mm-hmm. uh, the, that Buddy had. It was a bowling accident. It was a bowling accident. Well, not with the ball, but with the pin setting machine in his uh, compound of a, a house. Mm-hmm. And um, very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, that was his cake boss hand. That was his cake boss hand. That was yeah. his, his piping hand. But we did very not... inspirational to see him recover, though. He, they do show him doing physical therapy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after surgeries. two surgeries, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but they also show the actual injury, like they actually show the metal rod that there was a disclaimer before the show started. I just want to point that out, yeah. But it, it, graphic, and it was a surgery, and it was like of an injury. They showed it in real time, though. I thought yeah. maybe, oh, they're gonna show you know some photos, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but no, they showed him in the ER in real time mm-hmm. with the rod in his hand through his hand mm-hmm. holy moly that was just and the beginning of the surgery to get it out mm-hmm. they didn't show the whole thing thank goodness um yeah it was difficult to watch uh but it was pretty good it was part documentary but part reality was, tv i want to say as someone who's been injured too um and I don't like to get political, you know that. Okay. But it's inspiring to see somebody, and this is true for me too. When I watch like Brooke Shields and her recovery too, that like when you get hurt and you think you can't do stuff, and then you can, that that's really inspiring. Oh, that yeah, that's good. I like that, and that's a that's a good message. And maybe that's you know that's why they did it. Maybe that's why they documented it. And they're willing to share with other people and say, look. Yeah, I'm a celebrity or whatever, but like I'm a person too, and we get hurt, and this is what we have to do. We have to keep going. Right, and um, yeah, it, I think if it, it felt very for reality TV because like it, if it had that feeling to it too, but but I think it felt a little bit more genuine than uh, most reality TV shows, you know, kind of kind of do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I think that's where we are. <clears throat> and lately it's been the Kaminsky method. So I've been watching that with, with Bandita. Yeah, it's a good show. I thought, you know, it had Mucho Astoria, you would like it. Plus it was set in L.A., which might make you homesick. <laughs> um, You know, I, every once in a while mm-hmm. it happens. You know, I, I was raised uh, near Los Angeles. I mean, you know, we're not in it, but around it. And, uh, you know and sometimes i i do you know i see places you know plus you studied to be an actor for a long time yeah so here that too we should explain what the kaminsky method show is well okay so kaminsky method uh you know it centers around uh sandy sandy kaminsky Mm -hmm. uh who is played by michael douglas uh and he is an aging or not even aging like aged Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe like 65, 70 year old uh, uh, actor, you know, uh, slash uh, acting coach, Oh, acting coach. And at this point in his career, you know, he definitely is not going to make it. I mean, you know, but he, he does have a reputation as an acting coach. <clears throat> and so that's how he, he uh, makes his living. He's been thrice divorced. Uh, has uh, one daughter that he's made amends with. The daughter works, uh, you know, at his acting school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically about him 
you know, his best friend's his agent. His best friend is his agent, wonderfully uh, played by. Um, Oh, help me out here. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. And he's you. hilarious. Oh, he's so good in this. If you if you liked him in Little Miss Sunshine, mm. and I think he's kind of channeling a lot of that energy that he had, that kind of edgy, uh, but kind of loving kind of, uh, you know, character. And um, he plays it so well. And... He plays his agent. His agent just lost his wife. That's where it kind of begins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sandy is dealing with uh, his, uh, you know, um, his friends. His friend is um, Irving. His friend Irving? No, that's his middle name. That's uh... Alan Arkins. Yeah, you're going going way ahead, though. Okay. But, um, you know, he's dealing with his, you know, his friends. And by the way, we don't want to... Say too much. No, no, no. Because spoilers. Right. And it's just basically about a guy who's dealing with a lot of change. Uh, that, you know. Also, they're older people and like a lot of their friends are dying off and they're dealing with that too. And yeah, mortality. And just getting older and sick and yeah. different things. Which is, you know, for guys, I think, you know, it's don't really like to talk about it and i think it's really cool because they do talk about it a lot in this with each other they talk about it in a poignant mm-hmm. um relatable funny smart way yeah it's in it's yeah the writing is really is uh, produced by chuck Lorre, who did uh mm-hmm. third rock from the sun and a bunch of other really successful uh, sitcoms. And it's also, I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler alert, but it's sort of ensemble. So you, you're just like, as you're watching it, um, just like people pop up that are like famous actors. You're like, oh, that person's there now. Oh, that person's playing right. a character now. And, it, and that's part of the fun. Uh, you know, just like when I was watching the old TV shows, that's some of my fun too. Yeah. But instead, it's spotting people when they're young before mm-hmm. they're big popular actors. And so, yeah. And so now it's like people like, you know, they got like Haley Joel Osment is in a small role. His sister's in a small role. I don't want to say too much about yeah. who's in it. Yeah. It's going to mess it up. That's true. Um, I, I recommend seeing it. It's really good, and yeah, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. I don't feel my intelligence doesn't feel insulted. So, like, I'm, I'm good. why I stopped watching wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I'm very, uh, very happy with that. Although there's some acting stuff I hear uh, Sandy's character talk about the art of acting, and you know, I'm retired. I'm a retired actor, and uh, some of the stuff I'm like, oh man, that's BS. <laughs> and some of the stuff he says is, I'm like, okay, I could, I could get behind that. So, uh, you know, there's some stuff I, I, you know, could, could relate to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I think that's where, where we are at as far as, you know, the stuff that we have been, you know, consuming, uh, for a while. Uh, I kind of jumped on that train. I haven't really been on the odd couple or the taxi train. Um, okay. Whew. So. Yeah, so that's that's I think that's it. I think we we we've covered it and I think we maybe we're out of show. Um so uh let's see. Yeah, if you, you like this show and you like the last show, uh just want to say just share share it with people. 
Share it with people you just met. What is it like? Share it with Star says, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I just want to say at this point, you know, just share it with people. And, um, you know, that's kind of all we can ask. And, uh, you know, if you like it, visit our website for past shows. It's, uh, uh, you know, sandwichboardshow.com. And uh, you can listen to past episodes. All right. Um, so that's about it. That wraps it up. And so I am the I'm the pickle bandit. Yeah, you are. I hope so. I'm the pickle bandit. And I'm the bandita. And we is that your line or my line? Uh, it depends. I mean, it alternates. I don't know if it's my turn or your turn. It's my turn. You did it last okay. time. Okay. And I hope we you, no. I hope you weren't bored <laughs> listening to the sandwich board. <laughs>